inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. Ladies and gentlemen, people, listeners, man, I, I got to get your attention here. I'm not, I'm not supposed to say ladies and gentlemen, I'm not supposed to say this and that, but I'm going to tell you, today we need to talk. Today, have you ever thought about how some people are afraid of those family experiences? You know, some people don't look forward to holidays. Some people, the the wear and tear of running around, having to be at this home and that home and other homes for this and for that, they, they wear on us. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about why you respond the way you do? Have you ever thought about what you look forward to and don't look forward to when the family gets together? Might I suggest that it's all about choices and consequences? Might I suggest life comes down to a bunch of pomp and circumstance? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I want you to consider, as we look back, what are you proud of? What are you not so proud of? What are you aware of? And what are you brought to awareness of when you're around certain people? See, life is a constant learning process. And we should be under construction. You know, we're called to be lifelong learners. And that doesn't mean to be in school where you're paying people to sit in a classroom and learn for 30 years. This is about being under construction learning about choices, learning about consequences, learning about how everything plays out. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to get a little nostalgic. I want to think about people, about processes, about our history, about our future. You know, this last weekend, uh, my son-in-law, Kevin, uh, Kevin Rivera, he graduated from the Burnett School of Medicine. He was conferred as a doctor of medicine, uh, been in school for a long time, uh, residency, all that, and he's really worked hard, been really committed, and I'm very, very proud of his commitment, his dedication, and what he went through. But I got to be honest with you, when I went to that graduation, I was at TCU, Texas Christian University here in Arlington, Texas. Uh, It was the very first, I did not know this, the first graduating class from the Burnett School of Medicine. Uh, TCU is celebrating its 150-year anniversary. This is its 150 years, 1873, uh, TCU was started. And so it was really neat to, to see all that, all the pomp and circumstance, all the, the robes and all the different little uh, things that they, the little straps or whatever they call them, those little things that they put over their shoulders and Kumalade and all this stuff. You get you get one satchel for being brown now. You get one satchel for getting high grades now. You get one satchel for being a victim. So you got all these satchels. And boy, oh boy, is it pomp and circumstance. I had to look this up. 
But you know what's uh, ironic is you see people cheering on and, and then there are graduation parties and, and interactions. And then it just happened to be the same thing. It was also Mother's Day weekend. And so Saturday, we're at this great celebration with all kinds of family and all kinds of friends from Kevin graduating. And then on Monday, I mean, on Sunday, we had a Mother's Day uh, celebration, if you will. And why do I bring all this up? Because at graduation, at the ceremony, Kevin's uh, mom and dad are currently going through a divorce. And so it's a tough time for them, uh, terrible timing. Uh, but right when their son's uh, graduating uh, medical school, uh, going through a uh, divorce and the acrimony of divorce. Uh, and both mom and dad were at the graduation ceremony. And it was a little uncomfortable because my ex-wife, uh, uh, who was face uh, mom, uh, was there with her husband as well. So, you know, I started to think about, man, here's a great celebration that Kevin should be enjoying, that uh, Faith should be enjoying, all this. And yet, as I'm aware of the uncomfortableness uh, with the people there, unaware of my own uncomfortableness, uh, aware of um, Kevin's mom and dad's uncomfortableness, and it it really hit me hard as I'm looking around and seeing thousands of people feeling this, and, and these young people going through this commencement speech. And we're going to talk about that today. What does it mean, commencement and graduation? What does it mean, pomp and circumstance? These times that we get together, because on Sunday was Mother's Day, one of our good friends of ours uh, house, Brett Wassel, he opened his home up, and so uh, we had family and grandparents uh, from a couple different sides and, and parents and step-parents and all that together in a room. And again, this was in my mindset. I was so aware of the uncomfortableness. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I think I share with you pretty openly, I'm a flawed man. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes. And you know, I play big in life. And so when I make a mistake, it's noticeable. It's like I was short, white, and fat uh, in high school. (laughs) Very underdeveloped. So I played offensive lineman. Uh, I was third string offensive lineman. I think I was like 5'6", 5'7", 170 pounds, offensive lineman. And I never got to play unless the game was already settled, unless the game was over. Uh, and so a two-minute warning at the end of the game, if I haven't played yet, I'm right next to coach, right next to coach. Coach, can I get in yet? Can I get in? Not yet, Black, not yet. I'm, I'd bug coach. That two minutes, was, which went on for like 40 minutes sometimes, I was in coach's ear. And every once in a while, he'd finally let me go in. Go ahead, Black, go in. I'd get a play or two. And invariably, you know what I'd do? I'd jump off sides. And I'll never forget one time when I jumped off sides, uh, Coach Wise pulled me on on the sideline, game was over. He said, listen, Black, I know you're excited about going in, but boy, you know what? You're an offensive lineman, and the only time you ever get your name called, your number called, is when you make a mistake. And so I'll never forget these words. He says, Black, if you're going to jump off sides then you make sure you make that SOB no and you knock him on his butt. Because either way, you're going to get a five-yard penalty and everybody's going to boo you. And I never forgot that. And so I have to, I'm telling you, I have lived my life that way. I, I live out there. Uh, people notice me. I don't hide well. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it is phenomenal. Because uh, uh, when I make a mistake, people notice. 
And, you know, as I'm sitting there at my friend's house with my daughter and my three sons and my wife, I'm looking at my ex-wife who's medically not doing so well and her husband who's medically not doing so well. I'm looking at only one mother, his mother, Kevin's there. The father's not there. Understandably, it's Mother's Day. Just think of all the pain. And so today I want to talk about that, you know, pomp and circumstance, because, you know, we talk about that in graduation, and pomp is this this great, eloquent, you know, these grand things, a graduation, a wedding, uh, birthdays, this grand celebration, Christmas, where everybody pretends to be okay. But there's also that other word called circumstance. And one thing I've learned, it's taken me 57 years, is choices have consequences. And, and so we need to figure out, are the choices we're making today, what are those consequences? And let's be honest, as we look out and we read the newspaper, we deal with regular daily news, and we look at the circumstances that we've created, let us pause for a moment and let us ask ourselves this one question, is this getting me what I want? Are we leaving this country a better country for those kids? You're right, because commencement. Commencement is the end of a study of college, the end of one phase of your journey, but it's a brand new phase. See, that's what life is. Life is a series of going from point A's to point B's. And then that point B becomes a brand new point A, which sends us to another point B. And if you don't know that in between point A and point B, there are things called obstacles. And the way we respond to those obstacles really dictate the circumstances that we and those we love fall into. So after the break... We're going to go and explain a little bit more about pomp and circumstances. You don't want to miss this. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is July 27th through the 29th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Been putting off vacation plans because you can't bear to be away from this station? Great news. You can listen to this radio station whenever, wherever, and however you want. Just download the station's app on your Apple or Android device, and your smartphone becomes your radio. Prefer apps like TuneIn, iHeart, or Odyssey.com? You can find us there as well. Got a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? Just say our name and ask it to play this station. Or listen from the radio station website on any device you'd like, even on vacation. We're always on Freedom 1570. 
Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Today, we're talking about pomp and circumstance. You know, it's graduation season. We just celebrated Mother's Day, which again has a lot of pomp and circumstance, right? What is pomp? It's a great grandeur, right? It's a display of, uh, I'm not sure what the actual physical definition, but it's big, it's bold, it's it's brash, it's uh, in your face, it's exciting, right? It's, it's pomp. It's pompous. The word pompous comes from there, like uh, overly well-to-do, you know, every, everything's frivolous, very uh, um, pretty and fluffy and all that. So it's, it's made up. It's like the, uh, the coronation of the king, lots of pomp, pompousness, lots of pomp. Uh, and then it's called pomp and circumstance, but it's for commencement. It's for graduation, but it's all throughout life. Most of the holidays are filled with pomp and circumstance. Right? A lot of people actually don't enjoy the holidays. You got to go to four different Christmases, right? Because for a lot of people, mom and dad are divorced and remarried. So there's mom and her new husband's wedding, um, Christmas, and there's dad and his new wife's Christmas, and there's this and there's that. And I'm 57 years old, and uh, unfortunately, I have uh, been married three times. Uh, and uh, I'm, I did it my way, not God's way. I'm not proud of it. Uh, I'm not saying it's right. I, I'm, I paid consequences for that. And that's where that circumstance comes in. Right? We have a lot of pomp, a lot of celebrations. How many people have beautiful weddings? Two, three, four of them with all these pictures, all this pomp. Have all these grand ceremonies about graduations and Thanksgivings and Mother's Day. And yet the circumstances undermining those. And what are circumstances? Circumstances are byproducts of choices we make. You know, it was uh, Dr. King who said, um, I long to live in a country that one day my four little children will, will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Notice he didn't long for a day where his, his, his children wouldn't be judged because he was a Christian. He's a child of God. He knows that's important for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. But what he was talking about, realizing that, listen, my kids and myself, we make enough mistakes. Our choices define our character. And our choices create circumstances. 
And in those circumstances, wrong or right, good or bad, we get to know what we're made of. We get to learn our religion. See, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. And unfortunately, I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. Let's be honest. If other people said and did to us what we allow in our own head, we'd never tolerate that. See, there's a consequence for everything we do in this life. Everything has a consequence, right? Uh, the butterfly effect, right? A butterfly flapping its wings one place moves air to do. I mean, the whole concept, we're all interconnected. We're, in a way, if you will, a closed system. It all depends on how big of a picture you're going to take of the system, see if it's open or closed. And life is a series of going from point A's to point B's. And then the point B becomes a brand new point. Hey, um, let's, let me give you an example. Okay, we're born. Now, believe it or not, a lot of people never make that point. Right, the number one right in America right right now is the uh, right to abort a child. Nothing is more important to women than that. That is the only issue that matters. They will vote for everything else to their detriment as long as they can get abortion on demand. I'm just stunning that that that's the country that we've come to. That that that's what women and men have come to now. That the most important right is the right to kill a child. And, of course, there are clear consequences. No one wants to think about that consequence, that child who's dead now, who will never have the chance to impact life. Uh, Not only that, you have the consequence of a woman uh, psychologically, emotionally, physically. When you interrupt a a, a process that the the body has to go through that's not just nine months, but probably a year to two years of recovery and all that. When you interrupt that and stop it cold turkey, uh, there's consequences. But people don't want to talk about that. I had Dr. Scott from the Lozier Institute with me last week. Uh, if you didn't listen to that show, you should listen to that show. It's called To Pill or Not to Pill. It's all about the abortion pill. And, and what nobody wants to talk about are consequences. And there are lots of consequences. But graduation is an ending to something but a beginning of something else. See, commencement versus graduation. I looked this up. Applying for graduation is required Uh, whether or not you attend the commencement ceremony. Participation in the commencement ceremony does not imply that you have officially graduated. So graduation is the completion of all degree requirements as recorded on the official transcript, where commencement is a ceremony that uh, celebrates the completion of a degree. But let's realize that commencement is a word unto itself. See, commencement means a beginning, a start, an act of commencing the beginning. So what you have at graduation is what I was talking about. You have an ending of a process where you began at A. The beginning of that process, A, was you started school. The end result is you graduate from school. That is your point A to point B. But listen, pay attention. This point B now becomes a brand new point A. You now commence to a new beginning. And that's what life is. Life is going from a series of point A's to point B's. And then the point B becomes your brand new point A. And in between point A and point B are things called obstacles. Now, we call them life. Their medical situations, their marriages, their divorces, their uh, 
psychological problems, there's medical problems, there's accidents, there's deaths, uh, there's disease, there's all kinds of stuff that was never expected and never planned for. And then there's all kinds of stuff that was planned for and happened. And it is the circumstances of how we deal with all that stuff that happens to us that allows for the new beginning or the old to continue. And so when I went to graduation, I got to be honest with you, I was nervous. I was anxious uh, because, you know, academia is is woke. You know, when I was growing up, I was born in 1965 and graduated high school in 1983, was in, went right out of basic high school in, in uh, June of 83. At Mar- I mean, uh, graduated at 17 years old uh, and was in the Army uh, by August of uh, 2000, I'm sorry, 1983, was in the Army in Fort Bliss, Texas going through boot camp as a 91 Delta, a scrub nurse, uh, a medic. And uh, I'll never forget that. It began a whole new phase in my life. But I graduated from high school. That was the ending of all my regular schooling with my parents. And now I'm on my own. And now my first thing was to go into military. And from there, I only had a couple-year stint. I was in the reserves. I did a couple-year stint on active duty, uh, and then I went full-time college. I went through my college year, and then that came to an end, and then I started work. And then I came upon this training, and then I started my career. Uh, And see, it's point A's to point B's. And in the process of coming to an ending, we take a look back. See, this is why I do my training the way I do my training. I do my training just like life. And there's a class I have, a second-level class called Leadership Adventure. And I wrote it to be just like life. It's just like what I explained to you. It's a series of point A's to point B's. And in between those point A's and point B's are obstacles. And in that process, we learn about leadership. We learn about the impact of circumstances. We learn how we can change circumstances and that even though we might be dealt a bad hand, it doesn't matter what hand we are dealt. What matters is how we play that hand. And the problem is people can intellectualize it. People can talk about it. People can read books about it. People can theorize about it. But until you actually do it, it's just theory. And there's a lot of people out there, the book smarts, There's a lot of people that know how to pass the test. There's a lot of people that know how to answer the questions. But can they maneuver through the ups and downs of life? Even though they might have made a poor choice, can they maneuver in a better way through that poor choice to have a good outcome? Remember Romans 8.28 says, God causes all things to work for the good, for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And so when I went this weekend to a graduation ceremony, what I saw was the beginning and the end. I saw the end of a journey that my son-in-law and my daughter started about eight years ago. I see the culmination of their school life and academia. And see, when I was in a young kid, when I was in my eight, like I said, 1983, I used to hear that the schools, the schools, all the liberals, are, they're getting you in the schools, they're getting you schools, that they've got the, the academia. And so now when I go to a graduation, because I know how woke academia is, I was worried about all the politi- politics. 
And the good news was at TCU, at the Burnett School of Medicine, there were no politics. But I heard that Joe Biden gave a speech to a graduating party, the graduating class, and I think it was Howard, and he said the number one threat to America was white supremacy. I heard Oprah Winfrey gave a graduation speech, and it was all woke, all liberal stuff, all fear, all hate, all mongering. And ladies and gentlemen, look at the circumstance. And this is what I want to talk about for the rest of the show after the break. I want you to consider, I don't care what your past is, you are creating new circumstances today. See, you can change anytime you want. You might not be able to change the past, but we have this place called the now moment that we can do something different. And we do something different in the now moment than this moment is different than last moment. And then the next moment is different than this moment. And so the good thing about pomp and circumstances, good thing about graduation commencement, it is a new beginning. And I am going to challenge you after the break. Let's have a new beginning. Let's all have a great, let's graduate from the past, whatever we are dealing with, whatever struggles, and let's commence to go forward in a better way. Understanding that there is pomp and circumstance. And so what we do and who we are truly does matter. After the break, we're going to break this down. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure. Details and schedule at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work 
and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, application. And today, I'm getting a little surreal. Getting a little honest. I was talking to my uh, producer at the break and, uh, you know, I'm talking a little, uh, a little somber today. Uh, you know, the reason I'm doing this show today is because uh, as I looked over that graduation, I see things. I see pain. I see hurt. I see disappointment. So I see it in people's eyes. I can hear it in the responses. And, um, you know, for years I prayed that song, uh, Brandon Heath, Give Me Your Eyes. Oh, God, give me your eyes so I can see. I want to see what you see when you look at things. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, be careful what you ask for. (laughs) Because I do see pain and I do see disappointment and hurt. And, you know, this last weekend uh, I was really uh, disappointed myself. Uh, you know, as I looked at uh, the great celebration uh, on Mother's Day, you know, my mother passed and buried her a couple years ago. And uh, my daughter's there to celebrate Mother's Day, and so she had her, her uh, husband's uh, mom was there, and uh, her mom was there, who I divorced uh, about 20 years ago. Uh, and I saw that uh, Kevin's dad wasn't there, which should have been there, but because they're going through a divorce. And, and I was there, and his her mom was there, but... Um, I really don't have a relationship with her mom. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think I don't have any animosity to her. Maybe I still do, but we just don't have a lot in common. And uh, she made some choices that uh, forever damaged my daughter and damaged my relationship with her. And I guess maybe I haven't forgiven. I don't know. I thought I have. Maybe I haven't. But I really wanted to talk to you today because this is life. And this is life. Uh, pomp and circumstances. Boy, there's a lot of showy stuff, isn't there? A lot of T-shirts, a lot of pictures, a lot of Facebook posts. But the circumstances, the choices we make, you know, choices have consequences. And and today, we live in a world which scares me because there's only consequences for certain people. And today, now, we can blame your shortcomings, or not mine because I'm white, but if I'm not white, I can blame my shortcomings on everything but me. Uh, My shortcomings are because of my skin color. My shortcomings are because who I choose to have sex with. My shortcomings are who I pretend to masquerade out as. So none of my shortcomings, none of my problems are my fault. They're all the closed-minded, racist, bigoted, homophobic. See, everybody we can hate now. See, it's okay to hate now. So when you can take your pain and blame everybody else, like in California... Uh, reparation committee, every black person deserves $1.2 million. Isn't that great? Every black person uh, gets $1.2 million because all their problems are because 200 years ago, uh, black people treat this way, or 500 years ago, they made up a new history to pretend black people had done this to. Uh, it's just stunning. And so as a parent, I think about If my kids' choices have no consequences, then how do I teach my kids to choose differently? And those of us who are grown-ups, 
who our parents are passed on, we still have a daddy. Our daddy is God. Unless you don't know God, then your daddy is someone else. But for those of us who do know God, our daddy is God. And one thing I learned a long time ago is is daddy does not remove the consequences, but he does walk with me in my consequences. See, he's a good father. And all good fathers know that if you remove the consequences, they will never make different choices. You know, I was looking up the pomp and circumstance marches because that song, the, that music has such a clear, uh, boy, it, it resonates. It makes you want to march. It, it, it's a sound of new beginnings. I wanted to see where it came from. So the pomp and circumstances marches are a series of five or six marches for orchestra composed by Sir Edward Elgar. The first four were published between 1901 and 1907 when Elgar was in his 40s. The fifth was published in 1930, a few years before his death. And the sixth, compiled posthumously from sketches, was published in 1956 and in 2005-2006. So they include the one song what he calls, uh, this includes uh, uh, Elgar's best-known compositions, The Royal Banner and All Quality pride, pomp, and circumstance of a glorious war. But also on the score of the first march, Elgar set as a motto for the whole set of marches a verse from Lord de Tabley's poem, The March of Glory. It begins like this, like a proud music that draws men on to die, madly upon the spears in martial ecstasy, a measure that sets heaven in all their veins and iron in their hands. I hear the nation march beneath her in sign as an eagle's wing or shield and sheeted tarsh. The banners of my faith most gaily swing, moving to victory with solemn noise, with worship and with conquest in the voice of myriads. See, it's a war song. Isn't that incredible? Pomp and circumstance is a battle song. See, it talks about proclaiming the, quote, show of things, the shows of things. The naive assumption that the splendid show of military pageantry, pomp, listen this, has no connection with the drabness and terror, quote, circumstances of actual warfare. See, this is life. Life is a battle. Life is a war. We are fighting the old man. I am not the man today that I was 40 years ago by the grace of God. I am not the man today that I was 30 years ago by the grace of God. I am not the man today that I was 20 years ago by the grace of God. I am not the same man today that I was 10 years ago by the grace of God. The naive assumption that the splendid show of military pageantry, which is pomp, has no connection, listen, with the drabness and terror, quote, circumstances of actual warfare. The first four marches were all written before the events of World War I. Think about that. And World War I shattered that belief. And the styles in which wars were written about spurned the false romance of the battle song. Isn't that incredible, the false romance? So many people are pretending everything's well when we need to work. And so for this last segment, I thought I would treat this just like my leadership adventure class. You know, my classes are situational leadership. 
And one thing I learned a long time ago is you can read all the books in the world, but they're not going to change things. They're going to give you some knowledge. You can listen to all the great speakers in the world, but that's not going to change things. It's going to make you feel good about things. See, people learn best by what they see, hear, and do. And so you got to understand this is where leadership comes in. And so in leadership training, there's a leadership process. And this applies to us no matter what your job title. It's a three-step process. Number one, something gets your attention. In other words, you want something. You're aware of something. I'm going to ask you today, what are you aware of? What problems in your world, what problems in your local community do you complain about? Do you know are not right? Are you sitting down there afraid to speak up because you're afraid that someone won't like you? Afraid that you're going to get banned on social media? Afraid that you're not going to be with the in crowd? See, the leadership process always starts with awareness. Something gets your attention, but you got to be aware. If you're just got your nose to the grindstone, if you're just getting through the next week, getting through the next month, getting through the next school year, getting through the next trauma, getting through the next election, getting through, getting through, getting through, getting through, getting through, well, guess what? Boy, there's going to be a lot of circumstances at your weddings, a lot of circumstances at your funerals, a lot of circumstances at your Christmas, a lot of circumstances at your Mother's Day and Father's Day that are going to make everybody uncomfortable and give people a reason not to show up. So what do you want? It always starts with that desire. What do you want so bad that you want to be uncomfortable? What do you want so bad that you want to rock the boat? What do you want so bad that you're willing to not fit in? So once something gets your attention, then you process observations, thoughts and feelings, and based on those thoughts and feelings, you make choices. In other words, once you know what you want, you create it. You begin with the end of mind. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like the outcome that you want? Decide on the best choices based on what you want. You create a pathway to get what you want. Why? Because there are circumstances and there are consequences. And you may not be able to change the consequence of the choice, but you can change the choice. This is where you got to see the big picture. Who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? What is your marriage about? Is your marriage really about being happy? Is your marriage just about having sex? That is not the biblical definition of marriage. When you went into this marriage, did you think about all this? And most people don't. Highly recommend pre-marriage counseling. What is your expectation from this marriage? Are you committed to love this person even when they don't love you? This is why I love God's definition of marriage. He tells women and men two totally different things which mean the same thing. Men, love your wives like Christ loved the church. And men, in case you don't know what that means, that means even when they're not lovable. And women are called to respect their husbands. Why respect women? Because to a man, respect is love. You cannot disrespect a man and then tell him you love him. Because what you're doing speaks so loudly that he won't hear a word you're saying. Why? Because a picture's worth a thousand words. And so something gets your attention. You want something. So you process observation, thoughts, and feelings. You make choices because you're creating a different outcome. And then number three, you respond by doing something. Lead or follow. Take action. Live it. Work a plan. The definition of power is action. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a step and a roadmap. You've created your roadmap in the creation process 
The time is now to live it with passion, heart, body, and soul, and realize that your choices have consequences, and those consequences create circumstance. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about pomp and circumstance. And after the break, I'm going to go in the four plus one C's of leadership. If you want to live your life with the best pomp and the best circumstances, then you got to apply the four plus one C's of leadership. After the break, I'll go through those. Be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is July 27th through the 29th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. November 2nd, 2020, marked the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio broadcast. And guess what? We're still here, and we're bigger and better than ever. You can still listen to us over this great radio station, but now there are no limitations. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. Listen to us online, on the app, tunein.com, iHeartRadio, and odyssey.com. Your smart speaker can find us, too. With radio, there's no separation anxiety. We're always on. We are Freedom 1570. Save 700 gallons of water and 250 pounds of salt this year with the new wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Get $400 for your old softener. Commerce will haul it away too. Commerce.com. Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I, was, I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I I feel rejuvenated if that makes sense that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night, you know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for for me right now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's. It's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. It's, okay. it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters. Unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters. Radio, radio, like it matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Because you matter. Because your life matters. Because what you do with your time matters. And today, I want you to understand that life has choices. And those choices create consequences. 
And those consequences then create circumstances that we have to live in and maneuver in. And ladies and gentlemen, we all make mistakes. Romans 3.23 says we all fall short of the glory of God. And if you look and think about it, in Exodus 4, when Moses was going to Pharaoh to free his people, it was the first time, I think, that God called Israel his son. Israel is my firstborn. And so that was why the curse, the final curse on Pharaoh that caused him to release the Israelites was that he was going to kill the firstborn. Why? Because Pharaoh was messing with God's firstborn. And so God was going to send the angel of destruction to take the firstborn of everything in Egypt, animal, human, whatever, because Pharaoh was taking God's firstborn. And so if you read the Bible with the context of here's daddy, here's a parent wanting to teach their children to do well, wanting to teach their children to be safe. You know, we tell our kids, don't uh, go in a car with a stranger. Don't take candy from a stranger. Don't do this. If someone pulls you aside, do this. If someone touches you, do this. Why? We're wanting to prepare our kids. We teach our kids after you go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Those are all things. Well, daddy did the same thing in the Bible, basically giving instructions to little children. If you want to live a good life, have no other gods before me. If you want to live a good life, do not use my name in vain. If you want to live a good life, do not cover your neighbor's wife. If you want to live a good life, don't steal from your brother. If you want to live a good life, don't fornicate. If you want to live a good life, that's all that is. God's telling us there's going to be lots of pomp and there's going to be a lot of circumstances in your life and you're going to have to make choices. And those choices are going to create consequences. And that's why I do what I do, because let's be honest, we don't always choose well. And there's a lot of people living in consequences, some that they chose, some that they didn't choose, but other people chose, family of origin. And so there's a lot of people depressed, a lot of people helpless and hopeless, and I want to fix that. Because helpless says that my life sucks today and tomorrow will be no better. That's helpless and hopeless. We call it depression. But hope says this. Hope says that no matter how bad my day is today, that tomorrow can be better. And we are called to be hope pillars. That's what we do on this radio show. So like us on Facebook, please. Go to facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. And this radio show costs us money. We're working to get syndicated, but right now we pay for this time. We need your help. Uh, man, this last class that we did of eight people, four of them were freebies. You know, people that we covered that that they didn't pay us anything. We covered the hotel, their meals. We covered all their materials. We covered giving them everything and reinforcing everything. Why can we do that? Because people like you that support us. So go to likeitmatters.net slash donate dash here. You can donate right there on 501c3. And remember, please, if you're listening to me, whatever city you're listening to me in, please go to your local talk radio station. Tell them 
to search that you need to hear Like It Matters Radio on your terrestrial dial. We are now available on the satellites, Westwood One Satellite, SRN3, uh, Like It Matters Radio, and also Salem's XDSIP satellite as well, and we are SRN Like It Matters Radio. And if you listen to podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to our bi-weekly podcast as well called Living Life Like It Matters. And so I want to close up this segment by giving you some leadership principles because I don't care what you do for a living, you're leading your life. And people are watching you. Whether those people are kids, whether those people's the uh, the post office employee, whether those people are, are your neighbors, whatever, people are watching and people are using you as an example. They're either using you as an example of what they'd love to be like or they're using you as an example of what they'd never want to be like. And so let me give you a leader-follower action cycle. Number one, how to choose your contribution. First, you got to be aware of what's going around you. And if you're confused, and if you're numb, if you're depressed, you can't be aware. So this is why you need our help. Let me help you do the battle in your head. The battle's in the mind. And between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power and our freedom. I can help you get back your freedom. Reach out to me. Get in class. Go to likeitmatters.net. Call me. Uh, email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. I'll help you. But you got to uh, have clear vision of a leader. That's what I mean by perceive the situation objectively. Where are you now? Where are you going? What will it take to get there and how long? Those are the three questions of clear vision. Where am I now? Where am I going? What will it take to get there and how long? Number two, evaluate your ability to lead and or actively follow. Maybe you're not a natural born leader, but you can actively follow. Remember, you're either going to be an active follower or an inactive follower or an active leader and inactive leader. An active leader sees an opportunity, chooses to respond by leading. An inactive leader sees an opportunity, chooses not to respond. An active follower sees an opportunity and chooses to respond by following and offering support to the leader. An inactive follower sees an opportunity and chooses not to respond, contribute, or follow. The bad word, what I just talked about, has nothing to do with leader or follower. The bad word has to do with inactive. Whatever you are given a life to live, live it. It's a verb. There's a lot of verbs in the Bible. For God so loved the world, he did something about it. It's a verb. If you love me, you'd verb me. If you respect me, you'd verb me. If you dot, 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 there's action. Don't you hear it? It's time to get active. But you got to know who you are and why you're here and who you are and where you're going. Those are existential questions. Number two, evaluate your ability to lead and or actively follow in terms of the situation. Number three, notice the choice. Choose to lead or actively follow. People never choose. And you know how a lot of people choose by not choosing. In my class, I call it the leftovers. We have you pair up every once in a while. And I tell someone, go out and grab, find a partner, anybody, someone you haven't been with. And if we have an odd number of people, someone waits too long and doesn't get a partner. And we call them leftovers because they chose the leftover. And they go, no, I didn't. I didn't choose this person. I go, yeah, you did. By not choosing a class member, you chose leftovers. Identif- number four, identify contribution specific action steps. Number five, evaluate your contributions and the situation as it is now. And number six, again, notice the verb, take action. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and a roadmap. But when all else fails, ladies and gentlemen, do something. Why? Here's your leadership principle. When you change your position, you change your perspective. 
when all else fails, do something different. Depending on the situation, this entire process might take only 10 minutes or 10 seconds. It might take a week as well. See, each situation is unique unto itself, as is each member of our team. We must always take into account all data, you know, time allotted for decisions, team member personalities, safety, strengths, weaknesses, all that. Why? Because life is a series of going from point A's to point B's. And in between those points are obstacles. See, when you're born, you're a baby, you're dependent on everything. That's your point A. And you go to a point now where you become self-sufficient, where you can walk on your own, you can talk on your own, you can feed yourself, you can go to the bathroom on your own. There's your point B. And that point A now becomes a brand new point, uh, point B becomes a brand new point A. And now you're ready to go out there and lead your life, right? And now you're ready to go to school, do you see? And that becomes another point B. So in that process, you need to understand the four plus one C's of leadership. First C is commitment. Commitment is about trust. If people can't trust you, how can they commit to you? The second C is communication. Not only with other people, but with yourself. The way we communicate with ourselves dictates the way we communicate with other people. And communication is the foundation for all relationships. So we need to work not only on our communication with other people, make sure we're expressing ourselves clearly, but also get rid of our stinking thinking to ourselves. Number three, clear vision. You always got to know this. Where am I now? Where am I going? What will it take to get there and how long? Number four, this is your 4C, consensus. It's a method of gaining agreements in groups. It's problem solving. It's decision making, which we no longer work on. It's time to get back to basics. It's time to learn how to move through conflict together. It's time to learn how to do proper problem solving instead of killing people and banning them on Facebook and calling them homophobic. It's time to be able to learn to start communicating with people who we don't agree with. And how else are you going to build consensus? And once you have those four in place, then you have consistency, which is doing the same thing over and over and guaranteeing incredible results. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our opportunity. This is our time. And in that time, we create consequences. And those consequences create circumstances. And if you want to be the best of the best, then it starts with you and working on your head, working on your heart. And that means get a hold of me at likeitmatters.net. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Dennis Prager with Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration, the experts at cleaning and maintaining decks and fences. Mike, cleaning, staining, and restoring a wood deck correctly takes knowledge and experience. Tell people how Roof to Deck can help. Dennis, as you know, we have a five-step cleaning and staining process. First, we apply a wood cleaner. Second, we wash the deck with low pressure. Because wood is soft, low pressure is very important. Next, we apply a neutralizer to brighten the wood. Then we let the wood dry. When we return, we use a moisture meter to test the wood to make sure it is dry. Finally, we seal the deck by hand. We do not use sprayers. What if it rains? Well, unlike the homeowner who's forced to do it on the weekend, we wait for dry weather, which means you get great results. Learn more by watching some of our videos at RoofToDeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. That's 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more.